podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. Hey, Dolphins, this is Michael Fink with the FinFans Podcast. Each week we come to you and bring you our opinions on what's going on within the Dolphins organization. During the season, you'll hear two shows each week where we review and preview each game. We shoot straight from the hip and have fun in doing so. We'd like to thank the Dolphins Talk Network for their support. Uh, Make sure to check them out. It's truly appreciated. All right, let's uh, kick off today's show. And it's another FinFans podcast. This afternoon, I've got Chris Ragoni. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show, Chris. Glad to be here. And his father, Louis Ragoni. Hello, Dolphins. All right. Another week. Another week. Yep. I say it every week, and I get more and more excited. I mean, we are in the middle of July. Wow. Couple Eight weeks, weeks until kickoff, man. I can't wait. Yeah. Well, a couple of weeks preseason. Yeah. We can start actually seeing some football of some sort. And then you start getting jacked up. And then all the silly reports come out about how great, uh, you know, uh, Daniel's boy Sanders looks in practice and so on. And so, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, you know, people might be wondering high. now that you mentioned Daniel, why, why he's not on the show and, and he needed some time away. So he's, he's doing that. And, uh, in the meantime, we've been I thought you fired him, Mike. No, I wouldn't do that. No, I don't know, uh, man. You, some... I, you, I might, but not him. <laughs> All right. I got you. So, so anyway, when he, when, if, if and when he comes back, uh, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. In the meantime, we've been bringing guests in just to uh, get their thoughts on the team. And, and Chris has been pretty vocal in our Facebook group, so... Uh, we thought we'd bring him on the podcast and uh, have a little father and son action here. <laughs> so, Chris, tell me, when did you become a fan? Probably the minute you were born, right? Yeah, I was about to say, I mean, I've been wearing the aqua and orange probably since I came out the womb. Um, <laughs> I think my first real memory um, was in 2000. Me and my dad used to go down to the stadium to get autographs after the game. And uh-huh. I think it was the wild card um game against the Colts which I think may have been Peyton Manning's rookie year if not his second year and we were able to yeah we snuck into the end of the game and then I think caught the end of the fourth quarter and then overtime and I just remember Lamar Smith breaking a long run and the crowd just went crazy that was like my first real football moment so you were actually there even though you weren't yeah exactly I mean in 2000 I was seven years old so yeah (laughs) Yeah, and but it was yeah, cold was, that day too. Oh my oh, yeah. god, we were, I remember that too. That's that's crazy. We went up like um, on the lower level, Mike, and we were just stand. We literally, I think, watched the whole like fourth, most of the fourth quarter, and then into the yeah. overtime. I don't and, even uh, remember how we were able to sneak into. That. Yeah, was- <laughs> we couldn't get tickets for whatever reason. It was really weird. Tickets fell through because we were going to actually go to the game, and um, I don't remember, you know, what circumstances were, but. You know, we we started driving down there because, uh, you know, I figured we were going to win the game and it was going to be a lot of fun to be there. So we, we drove down. Um, we left, I think, we you know, we listened to the game through the third quarter driving down. And, you know, there was no traffic whatsoever because everybody was inside. You sure, know, we sure. pulled right in and boom, we, we were able to get right in. 
you'd never be able to do that nowadays. Yeah. There's just no way. <laughs> you know, you couldn't. You couldn't do it. We used no. to <laughs> in the Orange Bowl, Mike. There were nights where we went down there and we literally, literally paid off <laughs> the people that were working uh-huh. the gates. We gave them like. One night I went down with a bunch of guys I worked with and we literally gave them, it was I think five of us, and we gave them like 200 bucks and they let all five of us in the game. And wow, that was before wild. the game even started. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was crazy. You know, they, 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 that's the way it used to be. You know, things have changed entirely. I mean, you can never do any of that sort of stuff anymore. Nope. Yeah. 200 bucks will get you nosebleeds in Hard Rock Stadium now. Yeah. If that. Yeah. Well, this was, I don't know, this was probably mid, mid eighties. And I think it was actually Joe Robbie, Mike, it wasn't the orange bowl. Hmm. So they would, you know, it wasn't even the old orange bowl. Yeah. Right. If it was 2000, it wasn't. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. This was prior to 2000. Chris's situation was 2000. Um, this is a whole other night that we went down for a night game. I believe it was against the Browns maybe, or the, or the bill. I don't remember, but anyway, so many games, so many games, so many years ago, so many fun times, you know. <laughs> so anyway, go ahead. Yeah, I like to think that'll come back around, and I think it's starting to, you know. Yeah. We shall see. You know, is McDaniel the coach? Let's start there. Do you guys think he's the real deal? I've talked about this the last few weeks with um, Matt and um, Hayden and yeah, well, I mean, I love McDaniel. I love what he brings to the table. He seems to be a player's coach. I do want to see him improve in a lot of areas, like the clock management. Um, Same as everybody else, yeah. Yeah, exactly. The in-game, the in-game um, adjustments when defenses know what we're doing. I mean, there was there's a few things that made me scratch my head, but I mean, he's a he was a first-year head coach, so I think he's going to improve in a lot of those areas. And now he's got. Vic Fangio running the defense, so he's not going to have to worry about that as much. And uh, Fangio, <laughs> I think we see a big jump this year from the offense and well, the defense as well. But I think the second year with that offense, I mean, pretty much the same guys coming back. Um, I think we're going to see a, a huge, a huge year for us. Pretty so amped. You like most of the guys your age are pretty strong Tua supporters. Oh yeah. <laughs> why do you Why do you That's think that guy. is? Um. Well, for me personally, he's the highest quarterback that we've drafted pretty much since I can remember. So coming out, I just wanted him to really thrive and give us, because I mean, I grew up kind of during the Dan Marino, but I never, I don't really remember watching him play. Yeah, you were too young. So, you know, I'm hoping he can replicate some of that. I mean, I feel like off the rip, he didn't really have a fair go i feel like we've kind of fumbled in a couple different areas as far as his development well the first mistake Um, was drafting him (laughs) i think the first mistake was playing him that rookie season yes i mean i really wanted to see him get a red shirt year let his hip you know maybe not fully heal but close to that and he just wasn't ready physically and then he came out and said it after he didn't really grasp the playbook fully so i mean that whole debacle that first year was just kind of bad and then the second year with the what was his name gailey i mean that just i don't know man it's it's it was rough for him the first couple years but last year you know he finally got a coach that believed in him we put a couple playmakers around him we signed armstead so to kind of anchor that offensive line which was terrible his first couple years 
So, I mean, it was really good to see last year him thrive and him show that confidence and, you know, kind of the things that we wanted to see when we drafted him with that fifth pick. But yeah, I mean, obviously staying healthy is the number one thing for him. We got to see him stay healthy this year or else none of that stuff is going to matter. You hit on it, Chris. I mean, he's got to stay healthy. And, um, you know, if he does, you know, I, I think he'll get, you know, he'll get the job done. I mean, you know, the fact that he can't stay healthy and he's in and out of the lineup, you know, it, it's a factor, you know, when, when you look at him. I mean, that factors into the whole equation. And, um, you know, if he's not on the field, he does you no good. And, you know, our decision making in regard to backups hasn't really worked out. You know, I don't think Bridgewater's situation last year. I mean, we never even got a true look at that guy because every time he stepped <laughs> on the field, he got hurt himself. You know, I mean, it was, it was, it was just, you know, for a team that made the playoffs last year, it was just a weird, weird season for us. It really was. I mean, I'd agree with that. There yeah. was like no consistency whatsoever. And, you know, it's just weird. I mean, you know, you, you look at them and you're like, how in the hell did this team even make the playoffs last year? You know, with all the injuries to our secondary, right, on defense. And then, you know, the fact that we lost, you know, two for games and then we lost our backup for games. And then even <laughs> our third string guy got hurt in the game that he started. I mean, we just couldn't win for nothing in regard to getting any sort of consistency. So, you know, the fact that they got into the playoffs tells you a lot about, you know, some of the guys that we have on that defensive side. And even though we weren't ranked well across the offensive line, there was definitely improvements there. I mean, you know, I say it week in and week out, you know, with the naked eye, you know, as you're watching games, you're seeing the improvement. You just didn't see guys just getting beat right out of the gate. You know, there were plenty of opportunities that were left on the field for the offense, regardless of who was quarterbacking. So. There were a lot of improvement, improvements last year. I mean, there were a lot of step backs in regard to, um, you know, the discipline and the penalties. You know, they, we were one of the most penalized teams last year. And on the Flores, we were one of the least penalized. So, you know, when it comes to McDaniel and Tua, you know, I think that, you know, both of them, you know, have to improve if we're going to take the next step. It's, it's an absolute necessity because, the rest of the team is looking pretty doggone good in a lot of ways. I mean, you know, we've we've added a lot of depth in the secondary between draft picks and Ramsey, so on and so forth. The long, you know, the addition of long and and um, the the fact that all and Fangio, my God, I couldn't get his I couldn't get his name into my head there. I mean, he, you know, all of those factors are going to help the defense without a question of a doubt. So when you look at this team, you know, those are the two guys that, you know, we're going to have to rely upon to really make, you know, a jump, you know, McDaniel as the head coach and Tua as our quarterback. And if those two things happen, I think we're going to be in very, very good shape this year. Super Bowl, baby. No, yeah, on paper this this Kill said. Yeah, exactly. Two thousand yards and a Super Bowl. That's what he's predicting. So hopefully at least one of those things comes true and that's the Super Bowl. I mean two thousand yards would be nice too, but you know, that's So they were aggressive, Chris, and they brought in David Long and they brought in Jalen Ramsey and uh what do you think will be the difference on the defense? I mean, do you think these guys are gonna make 
a significant difference. I mean, we were 20. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, I really think that this defense is going to be a top three defense this year. I mean, the linebacker in the middle kind of worries me a little bit, but I mean, with the guys on the defensive line and on the edge, they should be creating a lot of pressure. And Ramsey and Howard are two guys that, you know, you can put them on an island by themselves. But I mean, with the pressure that we should be getting, I mean, I don't see how teams are going to be able to move the ball against us. I really don't. I mean, we got some beasts in the middle too. So our running, our rush defense was pretty good last year. And I think that it's going to be a lot of the same this year. I think you're going to have a traditional free and strong safety. And uh, maybe they won't be on islands by themselves as often as they were last year. Yeah, exactly. You have the options. You know, that's the thing. You know, there's a lot of intangible parts on this defense. I mean, you know, the one guy we never talk about is the addition of Deshaun Elliott as well. You know, the, this, this strong safety, you know, from Detroit. Who? Um, <laughs> what'd you say, Mike? Nothing. I said, what, who? are you a wise guy? Of course. So, yeah. So Brandon Jones, I mean, he may not even be starting for us. And he's a guy that you can literally in packages, you know, line up as a linebacker to blitz the quarterback. Oh, yeah. In passing situations, you had another guy coming up the middle and you take Chris, you know, maybe you take a guy like Jerome Baker off the field, you know, in a nickel package and you actually have Brandon Jones playing that linebacker position. I mean, that's the great thing about this defense is the fact that they have so much depth and Fangio is going to have, you know, a lot of pieces to play around with here. I mean, it's going to, it's, it's, the defense is going to be a fun, fun Thing to watch this couple, year. A couple of wild cards there too, right? You got uh, Andrew Van Ginkle and you got uh, Channing Tindall, and uh, nobody's thinking much of them and how they might impact the defense, but yep. uh, they very well could. Absolutely, you know. And and then the rookie Smith, you know, that we drafted could could have a nice impact, you know, if he comes right out of the gate and plays well. You know, Needham is coming back from injury as well as Brandon Jones, who I already mentioned, and then you got Kahu. I mean, there's so many guys on this football team that, you know, you look at and you're like, wow, you know, and even the starters across the line there. I mean, you know, you've got, you got Chubb and, and Phillips and Ogba and Wilkins. I mean, you've got some guys that can get to the quarterback there. So, I mean, team's pretty loaded on that side of the football. A lot of people hated that cover zero, but with this personnel, I'd like to see us still run some of that. I mean, obviously not as much as we did last year, but I mean, gosh, man, it's it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the question is, you know, are you going to need to do it? Last year, you know, we had the same defensive front. And God, I mean, you guys watched the games. I mean, you saw the pass rush at times. It was hideous. It really yeah. was. Yep. You know, we did not have Agba. I mean, that's the one plus coming back this year. I mean, so you had a lot of, um, uh, oh, God, who is the guy that we had? Ingram, you know, in, and Chubb came over. And we weren't getting, down the stretch in those football games, we really weren't getting an awful lot out of those guys the last month of the season. When we went on that losing streak, what did we go, one and five down the stretch? Yep. Yep, I was at two of those games. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I mean, we weren't getting production, you know, from those guys. Phillips was doing his job. I mean, that's where most of the pressure was coming from. But I think teams recognized that and they were, you know, double teaming him and putting a lot of, you know, he was getting <laughs> a lot of guys on him. 
And, you know, it should have freed up these other guys, but the other guys just weren't up to the task. So, you know, with Agba coming back, that should be a big plus. And hopefully Chubb, you know, is fully healthy or whatever the case may be. You know, he looked a little heavy to me last year. Um, you know, hopefully he comes in and he's in great shape and he's healthy and, and you know, he steps up his game. So, you know, you, you may be right, Chris. I mean, you know, if the pass rush doesn't do what we think they're going to do, or we expect them to do, you may see a little bit more of them taking chances and putting these guys on an island because you have to get to the quarterback in today's NFL. You just have to. You know, you can't have the receivers running free. And it doesn't matter who your cover guys are. You know, if if they've got six seconds to throw the football down the field, you know, it, it doesn't matter who it is covering them. Yeah, I want to see a lot more out of Holland this year, too. Now that he has those two guys playing cornerback, I want to see him make more interceptions, make more game-changing plays because, I mean, he had a great rookie season and last year for whatever the case, whether it was guys getting hurt, it just, I don't know, he just didn't seem to be around a lot. Well, I think that he was their safety net back there for yeah. the most part. You they know, were trying his, to play it safe. Yes, uh, on Kuhu's side. So. You know, I mean, it is what it is, but I think next year, you know, with Jalen Ramsey, that kind of opens up Holland to do whatever it is they want him to do. Yes, agreed. Absolutely. I mean, you can put those guys out there and, you know, have them freelance a little bit more, you yep. know, re- read plays. And, exactly. Um, yeah. You know, I think Fangio will, will give him that freedom, you know, as long as he's excelling at it. You exactly. Know I mean? There, there are guys that just have a nose for the football. And in his rookie season, as you mentioned, Chris, I mean, you know, that's the type of player he looked like. Last year, you know, maybe they were just, you know, just taking him out of plays and just having him drop, you know, 30 yards off the football as a safety net, you know, as we, as we all mentioned already. So, you know, listen, the, the thing is this, is that as you look at this team on paper and the amount of guys and the interchangeable parts behind the starters, you know, you got to get excited about it. You just do. You know, there's a, there's a lot of good names and a lot of really solid football players on that side of the football. Now, Brandon Jones is a good blitzer. You know, he gets the quarterback and that's one of his higher skills. But uh he can be beaten in coverage, and I wonder, do you think uh, he loses his job to Elliott? To be honest with you, I haven't watched too much of Deshaun Elliott's play. I didn't watch the Lions as much as I should have. Um, but I, I think that he's going to be more of like a cover guy, and they're going to bring in Jones for the situational blitzes and you know stuff like that. I mean, even like my dad said, I mean, I'd love to see him being used in that sub-linebacker package where he's – you know, you don't know what he's going to do, but at least he can cover, you know, in that area on passing situations or longer third downs. Yep. You know, they brought him in for a reason, right? And, you know, you don't go out and, and sign a starter from another team, you know, for no reason. You know, they, they brought him over. Um, they probably feel that he's a little bit better cover cover safety than Brandon Jones might be. And, you know, I don't know what Fangio's, you know, game plan is, you know, coming in. But what I do know is, is that, you know, he's going to use these guys to their, to their best ability. And, um, you know, that, that's a good thing. And, you know, I think Flores did a really good job with that as well. You know, getting the most out of these guys and putting them in a position to where they, 
they excelled. I mean, they played that cover zero about as well as you could. I mean, there were times where they got beat, but boy, it wasn't often, often. They were better the first year. They were much better the first year, Mike, because they had, you know, Jones on one side the whole season as well as X-Man on the other. You know, they had, you know, the capability and the players. You know, you can't run the race without the horses, right? And last year, you know, they had a few, (laughs) you know, a few guys in there that you couldn't really do what you wanted to. So, yeah, of course, they were a little bit more successful the year before, but Anyway, you know, it's, it's going to be a fun season on that defensive side. Hopefully we stay healthy and all of these guys that we're talking about play the full season. And um, like Chris said, if that's the case, then we're going to have a top defense, no doubt. Chris? Yes, sir. The offensive line. What do you see when you look at the offensive line? When I look at the offensive line, I see Pro Bowl caliber players at the left tackle, which is Armstead, obviously. Connor Williams, who really surprised me, came on as a center. And then Robert Hunt, I think, is going to be one of the top guards within the next couple years. The right tackle kind of scares me a little bit because that's Tua's blind side, obviously. So, I mean, from everything I've read this offseason, they said he's looked stronger, he's looked better. This, Who's that? that? Third. Austin Jackson? Austin Jackson, yeah. yeah, but, you know. I'm not really expecting too much out of that. And then that left guard position is either going to be Eichenberger, Robert Jones. And I'm kind of leaning more towards Robert Jones. I think he did pretty good when they called upon him last year. And Eichenberg has just kind of been a disappointment, to say the least, so far. Just another guy. Yeah, exactly. And the guy that we traded up to draft, too. So, I mean... When I saw how he looked coming out, I'm like, oh, this guy looks like a mauler. He's going to come in and, you know... Yeah, you kind of figured, right? He came from Notre Dame, and uh, you figured that, you know, they usually put out decent linemen. You thought he would be decent, so we'll see what happens. But overall, I thought the offensive line did pretty good last year. Um, One thing I want to see Tua do is, not last year, but the year before, he checked down a lot. And last year, he didn't have to do it as much, but certain plays, he would, you know, it was either home run or, you know, nothing and we have a couple guys that are going to be good that we can dump the ball to i, I want to see us use Ingold a lot more on short yardage plays and even Smythe going back a couple years was making a lot of good plays on those rollouts to two us left and stuff i mean we just got to incorporate more of that not just the home run or nothing how know? much of an impact do you think robbie chosen will have I actually think that he's going to be a great addition for us. I mean, a lot of people don't realize it, but he's never really played with a good quarterback. I mean, I think the best quarterback he's ever played with was Sam Darnold, (laughs) you know? So it's like, I mean, he's a guy who's a burner and he's 6'3", so he's not really a small guy, but I think he's going to be a pretty big impact for us. And I mean, not even just him. I think Braxton Berrios was a solid pickup. Um, hopefully we see Easy E step up this year, and then we still got uh, River Craycraft who made plays when called upon. So, yeah, and I mean, Cedric I know, Wilson, Chris, you forgot about. Yeah, it. nah. I mean, he's <laughs> he. I'm hoping we get rid of him for some cap money or whatever, maybe a sixth or seventh round pick. But I mean, I hear you guys talk about it a lot, and I'm not really as worried about the wide receiver group because I think we have a lot of guys who can make plays. But yeah, I'm really, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what Robbie Chosen does in this offense. Yeah, that offense, getting back to the offensive line. I mean, you look at Ike and we talk about Eichenberg and Austin Jackson, high draft picks. I mean, it would be wonderful 
if these guys finally develop into what we thought they would be when we drafted them, right? I mean, it would be amazing. <laughs> that's holding our offensive line back. Yeah. If these guys even were somewhat decent, we'd be extremely solid across this line. I mean, right now they're big question marks going into the season. And, um, you know, Isaiah Wynn and Robert Jones are going to push them without a doubt because if they do what they've done in the past, then you've, you, you've, you may very well see Robert Jones in there and you may see Isaiah Wynn in there. I mean, you know, if these guys don't do what we hoped they were going to do as draft picks, then you got to move on from them at some point. You know, you can't go out there and just, you know, have uh, negative things happening because these guys just aren't getting the job done, you know, and at some point you're going to have to move on from them. Even Kendall Lamb, you know, he's another guy that comes to mind. That- I was just going to bring him up. Do you think he or Isaiah Wynn can take Armstead's job? Armstead's job? I I don't. I wouldn't want to see that, Mike. If that's the case, then that means that we're throwing a lot of money at a guy that's not on the football field. I mean, not this season, at least. I, I definitely don't want to see it this season. I mean, I think Armstead is a major, major factor in, in you know, how far we go. He's got to be on the football field. Well, I do when he's out there, but, you know, you, you know the story. I mean, we just don't know how much we're going to get from him, and that's why I think it's important that we have somebody behind him that can kind of pick up the torch and run with it. Yeah, that's tough, Mike. Left tackle. Yep. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's tough. I mean, we went a few games without them last year, and they, they did a pretty pretty decent job, right? I mean, we thought that San Francisco game, he was out, right? Yeah. Wasn't it Shell who uh, who took over for him? I don't remember, to be I honest. I think it was. I think it was, too. Yeah. I'm not sure. I don't know. Yeah, I could be wrong. But, Where is uh, Shell? He is uh, still a free agent, I believe, or or Buffalo picked him up. One of the two. <laughs> Buffalo picked him. <laughs> He's either a free agent or Buffalo picked him yep. up. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, Buffalo uh, picked up a few of our guys, right? Yep. Go ahead. They like to do that. You know, they they grill them for information and what have you. So mm-hmm. you and know, Belichick's good at that. Yeah, he likes to have at least one ex Dolphin on his on his team so he can get the scoop a dupe. How are we well, gonna you get got our, your boy Gasecki, so yeah, exactly. How are we <laughs> gonna get our def- our uh, special teams to uh, play better, coverage wise or like return wise or both? Both. Well, I mean, I was kind of sad to see us lose our punter. Um, I can't think of his name at the moment. Uh, to the Morstead. Je- yeah, Morstead. I mean, yeah. he was he was pretty good at pinning guys in bet- in the twenty yard line, and yes. I liked his what he brought a lot of the guys seem to like him supposedly he's a real big weight room guy so you know i mean he he seemed like a really good veteran leader and jake bailey was from the patriots correct he's yep. a patriots yeah, yeah he's punter. an ex-patriot and he's so i mean good. we'll see how that goes and i mean sanders i love him sometimes and the last few years he's been kind of inconsistent but i think he'll be fine but um, I'm definitely excited to see Barrios back there returning punts and kicks. I think we finally have the return guy we've been looking for since we let Grant go. And even if um, if uh, if he gets hurt or whatever, I think A-Chain can be a pretty good returner too. So we have a few guys that can make plays back there. I think we're going to see a, a boost in our special teams. Yeah. Minus the punt. I don't know, you know, the, much about the punter, but how excited are you to see a chain returning uh, kicks or oh, uh, man. 
at running, first running the ball. Yeah, at first when we drafted him, they showed how big he was, and I was like, oh, man, I don't know about this. And then when I looked up his highlight reel, I was like, man, this guy runs like – he doesn't uh-huh. run like he's 5'9", a buck 80, you know. He runs like I'm, – I'm, I'm pretty excited. I think um, people are going to be surprised how much we actually use him. I can see him taking over that starting job. I mean, maybe not getting 30 carries a game, but, I mean, but but that also – yeah. That also depends on if we end up bringing in Cook or not. <laughs> well, I'm assuming at this point we're not bringing in Cook. Now, that could change any day, but that's just what I'm assuming. Yeah. He hasn't think, signed anywhere, so... No, he's, he's, he's playing hard. Air. He's playing yeah. hardball right now. He's, all these Jets reports and these Bills reports are coming out, but I think, I think he really does want to come back home. He does. So, I mean, Hopefully, with the money he's going to save and the state tax and all that, he'll realize that this is going to be the best opportunity for him to win and play at home. And I think we can give him a decent contract, too. I don't want to see us use the rest of our what we have on him, but I think we can offer him something with incentives that'll you know make him want to come play for us. Because he's already said the scheme fit is perfect and that he'd love to come back home and play. So he's playing hardball right now, but the running back market in general is just not great. I mean, Mixon just took a pay cut in Cincy. I don't know if that has to do with his legal troubles or whatever that he got into, but for whatever reason, the the running back market's just not great. So, I mean, I don't, I would love to have Dalvin Cook, but I'm not like, I think we'll still be fine without him. I just want to see more out of, uh, Wilson this year. I mean, Mostert looked great at certain points, but Wilson and Mostert are kind of the same. It's like if you give them too much, they're going to start to break down. So it's like I think it's going to be a running back by committee unless we end up signing Cook. Well, that's what that's what I think also. Yeah. All right, we've got Connor Williams at center, and he's going to have to be re-signed. And we've got you know uh, some of the other linemen that need to be re-signed, like Robert Hunt. How are they going to get all these players re-signed? That's the scary thing about this is this year is going to be, in my opinion, our best shot to win because after this year, I mean, it happens with every team, but with the approach that we've taken, I mean, we're going to start losing a lot of guys. So, I mean, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be rough going past this year. I'm just hoping that, you know, we win or get far in the playoffs to make guys want to maybe take a pay cut and come back for a little less just to keep the continuity and stuff. But, um... I mean, I think the key re-signings right now, obviously, Wilkins. I mean, Siler, I don't know how much he's going to want, but he's he's a big anchor in that middle. We definitely need him on defense. And then, like you just said, I mean, Connor Williams. I mean, how old is Connor Williams? Do you guys know? I mean, I, I want to say he's in his mid-20s, but I mean, he... I think that's about right. Yeah, he needs to... We need to bring him back. And Hunt, I want to say we have another year or two before we have to start... After next season, he's a free agent. Hunt? Yeah. Oh, Connor's shit. 26. Okay. To answer your question, I mean, yep. he's not that old. I mean, right. you know, he can play center. Yeah, he's got another yeah, contract coming to him. Until he's, yeah. you know, 31 or whatever. But those two guys are major parts. I mean, because with them two in Armstead, we don't need Eichenberg and Jackson to be studs, you know? We just need – because you're never going to have five guys that are exactly. just incredible. We just need them to, you know – be adequate. Yep. I exactly. said that to somebody last night. You're not going to have five all pros yeah. along the line. So, you know, get that thought out of Unless your head. Unless you're the Eagles. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but how rare is that? How often yeah, do teams exactly. do that? You know, it's a rarity. So, well, mm-hmm. I mean, if, you know, if, if we would have selected 
better draft picks, Mike, we'd Mike be in Sewell. that position, uh-huh. you know? You know. Yeah. I mean, we'd be in that position right now if those guys, I mean, you know, we spent draft picks, high draft picks on those two. I mean, if you think about it, if those two guys were rock solid, you look across that offensive line and there's not a weakness, you know, mm-hmm. in that in that situation. So, you know, it's unfortunate, you know, that those guys haven't gotten to that point yet. Now, Austin Jackson was hurt all last year. So, right. You know, we've got to give him the benefit of the doubt. I mean, last season was the lost season, but, um, you know, there comes a point where, you know, you've got to do it. You've got to get the job done. You got to keep in mind that Austin Jackson's only 23 years old. I mean, yeah. he's still a really. Uh, yeah, I've brought young, that up a lot because I young, think people are, people are expecting too much of him at his age. Exactly. I mean, 23 years old. I mean, you know, now Eichenberg. He's 25 years old. Right, I mean, different you know, situation. Yeah, he's a couple of years older. I mean, he's a guy that's you know, uh, he's probably developed into what he is as far as a man is concerned. You know, yeah. Um, you know, so with Eichenberg, a little bit different situation. You know, either way, there's urgency on both ends. You know, for those guys to excel, and um, you know, behind Tua and behind McDaniel. Those are the other two big question marks, right? I mean, you look across this, you know, our starters, right, at every single position. And, you know, past, you know, the head coaching and the mistakes that were made there that we talked about and Tua, you know, past those two situations, I mean, you know, you're looking at these two offensive line positions as being the biggest question marks on this football team. I agree. You guys agree with that? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Probably followed by linebacker. Yeah, I mean, you know, with the additional long, right? You feel a little bit more comfortable. You know, a little bit, situation. a little bit. You know. He's just got to stay on the field too. He's another guy that had that's had the soft tissue injuries, which are kind of annoying. Tricky. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, I like what I've Once read you about. Get them, it's tough to get rid of them. That's the problem with those yeah. soft tissue injuries; they linger. Exactly. Um. Yeah, so I mean that's that's really most of the questions on the team, um, and you seem to be pretty optimistic about you know their their ability, and uh, I am too to a point, but I do see holes on the team, and it's gonna yeah. be it's gonna be a question of how they manage those holes, and do those holes cost them football games? Yeah, I mean on paper, this is the best team that I've ever seen in my lifetime. And that's why I'm so optimistic. I mean, I know once the season starts, things could go left or things can go right. But I mean, with the addition of Fangio, I mean, even coaching wise, you know, like we have some really, some really good stuff. I mean, I want to see McDaniel implement a little bit more because, you know, they said he was the run game coordinator, guru, genius, this, that, and the third. But I mean, a lot of the, a lot of last year was the same stuff, even when defenses started doing different adjustments. I mean, we didn't change. We just kept running the same thing. So, but like I said, I mean, I think in year two, he's going to change up a little bit and we're going to start to see a more balanced offense. Yeah. It's kind of funny the way they um, operated last year. You know, you really didn't see progression Mm -hmm. and uh, you saw more a continuation of the same. And I think they really needed to expand their playbook and do some things that they hadn't been doing. Mm-hmm. You know, what people talk about wide receiver reverses and, uh, you know, just 
trying to be creative and getting uh, the speed guys the football, you know, uh, somewhere near the line of scrimmage where they can, yeah, you know, sweeps or yeah, something different. Find think, a hole. Or, I think we're going to see A-Chain in the slot doing certain stuff like that because they said he's got pretty good hands too. So, yes. I mean, we just – we got a lot of speed on this team. That's one thing I will say, especially we on the sure offense. Do. I mean, we have so much speed. It's like you got to, you know, you got to implement something a little bit different than what we saw last year because it was frustrating. And, I mean, I was at a couple of those games towards the end of the year, and I'm just watching it. I mean, in the San Francisco game, I think it was just more of Tua having the jitters. I mean, it was playoff atmosphere. I haven't been in a crowd like that in a long time. And I think between that and him having Armstead out, he was just, you know, he was missing throws that we've seen him hit all year. So, I mean, that just, it comes with it. You know, I always say a quarterback always has a bad game. You know, it, mm-hmm. it, it's just going to happen during the course of the season. You know, the defense has his number that day. Yeah. And I felt like that was kind of the day for San Francisco, but it morphed into some other games. and. uh it was, and I, I mean, but, but as far as that game goes, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't even think that they were doing anything incredible. I just think Tua was missing his throws, and that yep. was the most frustrating thing, you know what I'm saying? I mean, right. the offensive line held up for the most part. He only got sacked a couple times, but I just think in the back of his head, he knew that Bosa was going to get a yep. free, <laughs> free rush he at, had at the any jitters. point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he did. But, I mean, they, they were in that game alone, you go back and you watch it. And you will be shocked at the amount of plays that they left on the field. Oh, yeah. There were guys running wide open. Yeah. And they, they kept crediting Sanford. And the announcers, Chris, you were at the game, so you didn't hear what they were saying. But they were crediting the defense. And I'm like, what the hell are these guys talking about? These guys are running wide open. Yeah, and yeah I watched it just, twice. He's just the missing fact, these guys over and over again. He was the issue in that game. Yeah, it, agreed. It wasn't so much the defense and what they were doing. It was the fact that we just left at least a dozen plays on the field where guys mm-hmm. were open and we could have made plays and we just didn't. And, you know, it it is what it is. I mean, you know, from there, as you said, Mike, you know, I think in the game, you know, our game plan wasn't you know, wasn't all that great. You know, we went in saying, yeah, you know what? The week before, it wasn't so much the defense that San Francisco was playing. It was more so the fact that Tua was off. So he went into that game, you know, under the assumption that guys were going to be running wide open. But of course, defense played a better game, I felt that day. And Tua was still throwing the football in the, you know, double, triple coverage at times. I mean, I remember a few throws where Tyreek had three guys around him, and he threw the ball, you know, to him anyway. And I'm like, what is he doing? Somebody else has got to be open. So I think it was just a string of bad games, and um, you know, we, we have to we have to avoid that without a doubt. And the coaching staff has to help him, like you said, Chris. I mean, he's got to. Well, I've said know, it too. They need, yeah, you they, said it. They too, need outlets. Friend. They need outlets. He's got to have flats. options. Use those flats, man. Yep. Yep. Running we backs. Saw it, like I said, we saw it a couple of years ago. I mean, it was Tua was dumping the ball off a lot. I mean, and that probably had to do with more of the poor offensive line play. But I mean, we saw him dump the ball on those uh, bootlegs to the left. I mean, he's really good at those. I mean, in a lot of short yardage position, I want to see us do that more. Dump it. I mean, Ingold's got great hands coming out of the backfield. Yes. We got to 
We have more standing A chain or weapons too. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. You have to incorporate other guys into the offense. I mean, when we looked at the numbers, uh, we Did I say Morstead? I meant Mustard. <laughs> yeah, you said Morstead. I don't yeah. think the punter's catching balls no, for us no. next year, Mike. He doesn't even play for us anymore. I know that. <laughs> That's why I corrected myself. I know. I'm joking with you. I know you're going to cut all this out. But anyway, um, yeah, I mean, last year, you know, when you, looked, when you looked at the team and you looked at the numbers at the end of games and you looked at the targets and you're seeing – you know, um, Tyreek with, you know, sometimes 15 plus targets, you know, 10 plus targets and the same with um, Waddle. And then you look at, you know, the running back position, two targets, you know, to, to Moser, you know, and then to the tight ends combined four targets the whole game. I mean, you know, it, it, it was just over the top too much. I mean, yeah, you tight want- end was an afterthought. You want the majority of the targets obviously going to your two best guys, but you have to sprinkle in all the other guys. I mean, in my opinion, then this is just my opinion, you know, probably half of your throws need to go to your two top guys and then among everybody else, the other half. And if you do that, you're somewhat successful. You know, when you look at Aaron Rodgers and guys like that, the way they just throw the ball all over the place to different guys, you know, that's what you kind of want to see, you know? Um, you know, when it's third and 14, you're going to throw to Hill. You're going to throw to Waddle. Mm-hmm. But when it's, you know, uh, second down and six, there's no reason not to use one of these other backs out of the backfield. Of course. You know, even, Mike, even on third and eight, you know, you, you throw a three-receiver set in and you throw underneath in the flat. I mean, you know, those guys on the outside get so much attention that, you know, they're both going to get doubled up. So, I mean, you're taking four guys out of the equation right, right. there, basically. Right. I mean, if you want to play Waddle or Hill man the man, go ahead. And, I mean, that's up to Tua to recognize that. Saying, oh, okay, they're going to play Waddle man the man, fine, that's where I'm going with the football. But if they're both doubled up on the outside, then, man, oh, man, you got Somebody's man the man. Somebody's got to be open. You got man the man. You know, yeah. w- whether it's two or three, four guys out in patterns, Right. On that given play. And, um, you know, our offense should not be stoppable that way I look at it. Not with those two guys on the outside. I just, you know, and the amount of speed, as you mentioned earlier. Well, Chris. the question is, can they hold off the pass rush? That's really the question. Right. They can hold off the pass rush, you know, a reasonable amount, then this offense should be unstoppable or pretty close to it. You've got to run the ball too, though, man. Yes. That's, that's, a, that's a huge thing that I feel like takes pressure off of Tua, takes pressure off the guys on the outside. I mean, if you can run the ball, then you can't really double cover the guys on the outside as much. You it's, all you lead. And, it's all about yeah. having a lead. Yeah. yeah. Well, Mike, you can establish that early in a game, too. I mean, that, that, was, that was the frustrating thing last year is that – you know, we had success running the football, and then we would just, you know, move yeah, away from it. second half, nothing. Move away from it. Um, you know, and, you know, the thing is, is that you, you know Tua's been hurt. Really? <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, when, when you looked at the team and what they were doing in games, right, and you see the Tua's getting hurt, you know, he had the concussion early in the season against Cincinnati – they didn't adapt a different game plan whatsoever. They were still throwing the ball 40, 45 times a game. Even when they were – I understand it if you're running the ball 
as they did in you know years past to where you're like beating a dead horse. You're like, what is the purpose? They're getting a yard and a half a carry, right? Last year, that was not the case. Both of those guys averaged over four yards a carry. I think Mozart was close to five yards a carry. So they had success running the football, but yet they abandoned it. They put two in a position, as you mentioned, Chris, to where he's throwing the ball 40, 45 times a game, game in and game out, and there was no adjustments being made. And I don't mind the ball being thrown 40 or 45 times a game, but if you're throwing the ball into the flats and you're throwing to the tight end, as you mentioned, off the line of scrimmage, doing those sort of things, the majority of the throws, and we can go back and look at this, they went from dinking and dunking two years back to last year, everything was over 10 yards, 10, mm-hmm. 15, 20 yards yep. down the field. The majority of the passes were down the field, down the field, down the field. So. That was the change they made, and defenses decided to lay people into the middle intermediate area of the field and try and take some of those passes away. And that's exactly what took place. So adjustments definitely have to be made. So when that's happening, then you've got to use the flats. Like you said, you've got to use the outside of the field, and you've got to get them out of the middle. And the only way to do that is to exploit them outside and make them pay for playing that kind of defense. Mm-hmm. That's the beauty of the game, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, the defense does what they think is going to work, and the offense has to have an answer for that. And uh, hopefully this year we will. I think that's really important. You know, uh, McDaniel's game calling needs to improve. And, Without a uh, doubt. You know, so that that's what holds me back on McDaniel. But I really like his personality, and I like his, the way he deals with players. And uh, I do think he has some potential to turn into a really good football coach, but we're just going to have to see what happens. Yeah, another thing, too, that you guys brought up earlier that's huge is the penalties, man. I mean, that's one thing about, I mean, I didn't, I liked Flores, but I didn't love him. But one thing I can say about Flores is we were a super disciplined team. Like we were fewest in the league as far as penalties wise. And last year it was just a lot of stupid stuff that kind of just, you know, it hindered drives. Put and back it, up the TNT wall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, hopefully we're a lot more disciplined this year and guys take that among themselves to, you know. Improve without exactly. a Exactly. All right, give me your surprises, Chris. What do you think um, is going to surprise us as far as the roster is concerned? As far as the roster, like I said, I mean, I'm super high on Robbie, Robbie Chosen. Uh-huh. I think A-Chain's going to be a huge part of our offense this year. That'll be nice to see. David Long, I'm I'm pretty hyped about. I mean, he's pretty much a younger version of Landon Roberts, except he can cover a little bit better. Uh-huh. Um, seeing Bradley Chubb back with Fangio, I think he's going to make a major improvement. I mean, he better. We're paying him $100 million and gave up a first-round pick for him. Guys gave Xavier Howard a lot of crap last year and they didn't i don't think they realize how hard it is for him to be on that island by himself and i've heard you guys say with, it before with two but, ball groin, we pulled groins yeah and then when you look at his numbers against these top tier receivers that he covered last year i mean he did a really good job i mean yeah he gave up a couple big plays but i mean that's gonna happen especially when you have as many injuries as we had in the defensive backs specifically but, I mean, I think you see a big bounce back here from Howard and Ram- Ramsey, too. I mean, Ramsey 
I have a couple friends that are Rams fans out here, and they were saying the same thing, like, good luck, this, that, and the third. He's done. He's washed. And I think he's going to use that and play with that chip on his shoulder. And another thing I'm excited to see is Cam Smith may be playing a little bit of the outside and then moving Ramsey into right. that nickel yep. and see or, him come off the spot. edge. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, we have so many guys that can do different things. I think we're going to see a lot of a lot of different stuff that we haven't seen the last few years. I mean, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, hopefully we don't have I mean, obviously we're going to have a couple injuries. That's just the name of the game. But last year, I mean, it just felt like we were just every week it was something or another. I mean, hopefully we just stay healthy more so like a couple of years back and I think we're going to have a really good season this year. Man. Well, Chris, it goes without saying, our quarterbacks have to stay healthy. That's that's the number yeah. one goal. Now, whether you know they need to make changes on the line to make that happen, whatever the case is, they've got to find a way to keep Tua healthy and uh, excelling. And if they can do that, then they have a very bright you know uh, outlook. Yeah, one thing I want to see out of Tua this year too is improving on improvising, like knowing when. The play's dead, and yeah, we sometimes about he gives up. Yeah, show. some sometimes he gives up on the play a little bit too early. So, yep. I mean, I want to see him more confident, a little bit less. You know, when the play breaks down, he tends to kind of freeze up and has those moments. But he's got to be aggressive until it's mm-hmm. obvious that there's nothing to do, exactly. and then he has to give up on the play. Exactly. So, you know, it's easier said than done. Those guys move quick and things happen fast. And Mm -hmm. uh, your quarterback has to be, you know, processing on the same speed. It's tough. It's really tough. It's a tough position. I think him finally having the same offense for a second year, too, is going to be huge for him. You know, Yeah, I think that's a good point. I really really do think it's going to be big. And I mean. And the reason is, Chris, he's better able to teach it. He's better able to tell, you know, one of his wideouts to move out five feet further. Exactly. He, kn- he knows what he has to do. So that that's that's an important thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what's your prediction for their season? Where are they I going? Have us, I have us going 13 and 4. Can you remove that needle from your arm? <laughs> 13 and 4. I looked at the schedule a little bit earlier and... Give or take. I mean, maybe 12 and 5, but I don't think it, we should have less wins than that, honestly. Well, exactly. I was going to say, barring health, you know, health, health mm-hmm. is the equalizer. So we'll have to see how we do compared to the teams in our division. Cause let's face it, this, these division games are going to be rough. And uh, for Miami to have success this year, they, they've got to go at least four and two in the division. And that's going to be a tall task. I want to see us sweep the Bills this year. And I know a lot of people are probably like, oh, but I mean, when you look at how we played last year, especially in that playoff game with the third string rookie, and then I think we had like six or seven starters out and we played them down to the down to the end. And in my opinion, we approved a lot. And I wouldn't really say that the Bills did, you know, I mean, I don't they lost a few guys and they got a couple guys, but I mean, they didn't really. They're one team. I mean, us and the Jets improved vastly. I mean, obviously, the Jets with Rodgers, that's the reason why they improved a lot. But, right. I mean, I just don't feel like the Bills did much to try to improve that. I mean, they lost their defensive coordinator, too. So, I mean, I think their defense is definitely going to take a step back. And then with all this 
Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen nonsense. I mean, I love it. <laughs> I do not mind it at all. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I think the, the Bills take a step back and the Jets, who knows what's going to happen. I mean, they do have a lot of talent, but I mean, Rodgers, I think, can still be a good quarterback, but I don't think he is what he once was. You know? I think we'd all agree with that. And their offensive line has got a lot of question marks, too. So, I mean, that's the most important thing. So, those games against the Jets are going to be really good games. I'm, I'm excited to watch What you that. can't take away from uh, Rodgers is, you know, he can read a defense. Oh, yeah. That's so, what he can do, right? Right. Yeah. So, you, you've still got to play smart football against mm-hmm. him. Otherwise, he's going to beat you. Yeah. So, we'll have to see how that all works out, you know, whether they get on a roll or not. You know, the hope, the thing you hope for is that they just don't get on a roll, you know, and they're plotting along, winning one, losing one, winning one, losing one. That's that's what you're hoping for. And that could mm-hmm. happen. So, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think our defense matches up in, in regard to our division yep. against the offenses. Yep. I mean, if you look at what we did against Buffalo last year in the games, the three games, they did a pretty doggone good job, um, you know, holding them down. And that was minus a lot of guys that they're going to have on the football field this year. And then the Jets, you know, same thing. I mean, they, you know, they didn't light it up against us. And I know they have Aaron Rodgers this year. And the Patriots, you know, their offense is, you know, <laughs> they're just not very good. So, you know, I, I think our defense, you know, matching up against the offenses in our, in our division it's going to be a nice matchup in those six games. Um, you know, my concern is obviously on the opposite side of the football. Uh, the Jet defense is really, really good. Patriot defense is better than their offense, you know, as far as their team's concerned. Uh, they're the better unit. Um, and, of course, you know, Buffalo's defense, we tend to have problems against from time to time. Even though, you know, I agree with you, Chris, I think they're going to take a step backwards. And I think last year they took a step backwards. I don't think they were nearly as That depends on Von Von Miller's health, I think. Yeah. But even Von Miller, I mean, he's kind of like Rodgers in a sense where, like, he was once this great, you know, great force. And I think he's still a pretty good pass rusher. Yeah. But I think they put too much on, like, he's... He's not going to carry that defense by himself. He's not know? Lawrence it's, Taylor in his exact, prime. You know, exactly. I mean, he's not, getting up there and he's coming off, what was it, a ACL? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I mean, it's. You never know. Yeah. I mean, our offense, our offense played pretty good against um, the Bills as well. Even in those first two games where we had to, uh, I saw the stats the other day and I think, it, you know, he didn't throw any interceptions. I mean, but, I mean, we just, I don't know. It's going to be. I'm juiced, man, if I haven't said that a thousand times. Guys, take podcast. a guess at how old Von Miller is, just real quick. Just a guess. Uh, say 33. 34 years old. <laughs> Damn. 34, guys. I mean, you know, like. That's what I'm saying. He's going to be right. a good piece, but, I mean, he, he can't <laughs> carry that defensive line. I mean, they have a couple other good defensive linemen, so, but, yeah. I mean, people he's, people make too big of a deal. He's He's a great leader, too, and I think that's what goes into that as well he's yeah, a smart he's a smart football player he is a smart football player there's no question about it but mike this is you know i mean and and every it's not mike i know you mentioned it because everybody else mentions the fact that you know he'll be back and blah 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 so on and so forth but you know at 34 years old you know you're not the same player you were you're no not, so you they'll know? probably spell him and they'll he won't take as many snaps he'll probably come in on third down that type of thing i you mean know, in the, comparison you know ramsey's 28 
Right. You know, and they're saying, oh, he's, you know, he's done, so on. And so on. No, Ramsey's only 28. It seems like he's been in the league forever. But, you know, this is basically, I think, is, this is going to be his eighth season. You know, X-Man's 30. He's a couple of years older than Ramsey. So, you know, he's been around a few more years. But and you know, don't, for, don't forget the, Ram- the Fangio um, relationship with him. So I, I think that's going to help him, you know, because Fangio yeah. knows what he's good at and oh, what Ramsey, he's not good at. You're yeah. referring to? Yes, yeah. absolutely. I mean, there's so many positive, positive factors in regard to Fangio in regard to this defense that, you know, we could sit here and talk about it, you know, for an hour. You know, basically how many positive things are going to, you know, ha- have um come about you know since last season ended you know guys coming back from injuries and the additions and the addition of fangio i mean all of these things are factors and they're all positives there's i mean there's not a negative i mean we didn't lose anybody other than a landon roberts on that defensive side and ingram right and and i think that the guys that are replacing them and coming back from injury you know, are, are upgrades. So, you know, there's, there's nothing but positives coming from that side of the football. I'll be honest with you. I just wish the schedule was a little bit softer in the middle because, you know, yeah, we it, definitely got a tough schedule. The tough, year. the beginning is tough. The middle is tough and the end is tough. I mean, there's really no picnic games in that schedule as we know the teams today. Uh, so we'll have to see if that works out to be true, but you know, I mean, you've got uh, after Buffalo, you've got the Giants, Carolina. Though that's probably our easier stretch, and then you've got Philadelphia, New England, and Kansas City right after that. So you know, uh, it's going to be tough for them. They're going to have to be on their A game if they're going to win some of these games. Yeah, one thing that is nice though, as far as the end of the season, is four out of our last five games are home games, yes. which usually seems like it's been the opposite. It seems like we're always late in the season going up to buffalo going up to new york going up to all these cold weather cities and but look at the teams we play we played tennessee we played the jets we played dallas we played baltimore and then buffalo in baltimore <laughs> in baltimore yeah. yeah you know so yeah we may be at home but they're still gonna have to play well you know the the home field advantage is not gonna win those close games but we've had success at home against dallas for the most part so hopefully that'll turn our way yeah, every I think year I'll be is at different. that game too. Hopefully, every year is different, guys. I mean, yep. you know, I say this all the time. I mean, there's surprise teams and there's disappointing teams. You, you know, you don't know injury wise where teams are going to be. You know, I, I look at the schedule and you know, I just you know, you just take it week to week because when you looked at our schedule last year and you tried to figure out wins and losses, I mean, you know. I could see Tennessee taking a step back. I could see Las Vegas taking a step back. Yes. But yeah, there, are, you, there aren't many that, that look like they're going to maybe regress. Yeah, you just don't know. I mean, like I said, you just don't know. I mean, you know, the Packers last year uh, were a team that was somewhat disappointing. Um, and there, there were others. You know, I mean, Tennessee, obviously, who you already mentioned. You know, the Colts with, you know, Matt Ryan and, you know, that addition, they felt they were a quarterback away. They took a step back. When you looked at that team going into the season last year and how they ended the season prior with the defense playing so well. Right. And with, you know, the way Jonathan Taylor was running the football, you were like, wow, all they are are a quarterback away and Matt Ryan may just be that guy. 
and it just didn't it just didn't happen you know and that's what happens when you go into these seasons you know the same thing in seattle you know with yep. their addition you know with uh the quarterback um oh god what's his name gino no no or no, Russell no, Wilson? no i meant denver i'm sorry oh, i meant okay. denver <laughs> uh i said seattle i meant denver you know with the addition of russell wilson you know everybody was like oh they're a playoff bound team for sure they've got so much talent well, and the good they, thing is we play them early. They were a complete flop. So, you know, I, I go into the, the to the def- I mean, into the season, you know, looking at the schedule and, you know, I look at it as like, eh, you got to beat them. You know, you got to get to that 11, 12, 13 right. wins. And I don't care how you get there. You know, you may have a bad week, but then you may have a couple of surprises over the course of the season. You just got to go out there and play solid football week in and week out, and you're gonna you're gonna get your wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to make it note, uh, you know, Friday, August 11th, the preseason opens against Atlanta at home, and then the uh, 19th we go to Houston, and the 26th we go to Jacksonville. So that's our preseason, and uh, a key note there is it starts August 11th. So we're not that far from football, guys. We're less oh, than a, a month weeks. away. Yep. yep. I'm about to do a backflip right now, just thinking about that. Don't hurt yourself. You're getting older. <laughs> <laughs> Lou tries to do backflips, and it's not pretty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lord, I don't think I could do a backflip even in my teenage <laughs> days, Mike. No, uh, I don't think so either. No, I did. that was not my forte. Yep. So what do you think of Kansas City? Are we going to beat them in Germany? I think so. I mean, those games are so weird. I mean, every time we've played in London or those overseas, they're always sloppy games. They don't seem to be well. I mean, I was looking forward to – because Kansas City's not that far from where I'm at, and I was Uh looking forward to going to that game, seeing that stadium. I try to go to a different stadium every year and get some good barbecue. And then once they announced it was in Germany, I was like, all right, let me look up the tickets just out of curiosity. And the flights were like over a 1000 bucks, and it was like at least a 10-hour flight from what I remembered. So I'm like, yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah, no. (laughs) But it would have been – I mean – had I have the money, I'd like to go to Germany and watch the game. You know, that's probably going to be a good game. But, um, yeah, now I'll be waking up at 6.30 a.m. to watch that. I can promise time. you I wouldn't spend a couple of thousand dollars to go see that game. <laughs> no. I don't think I just so. felt like they took away a lot. I mean, Tyreek returning to Kansas City. I mean, that was that was a weird game for them to choose for us to play out there. But, I mean, we should be two of the top a- AFC teams. So, I mean, I understand that I just – Felt like it would have been nice to see that game being played in Kansas City. See yep. Tyree Kill throw up the peace sign as he burns them for 90 yards on a touchdown. Or Could work like out that. to be our advantage being in Germany uh, crowd-wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and at least we didn't lose a home game out of that yep. too. So. Yep, yep. It's yeah, going to be fun. It could. It absolutely could. I mean, I just hate the overseas games. I think it affects teams for a couple of weeks. I just do. I think it's just too much for too little. You know what I mean? You play a three-hour yeah. game, and it's you know it's a it's a whole ordeal. I mean, you're 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 flying twenty hours to play for three hours. You know, I mean, it's yeah. You know, it takes you out of your you know. I I don't care who you are or what you are. You know, being on a plane for ten hours is no joke. Period. You know, it's just not an easy thing to do. Yeah, the good thing is, is the week before it's a home game, and then the week after we have a bye week. So right. that's I mean, a good. That is a positive. Yeah, so we come out of that on a bye week, 
Yep, and then well, after the bye week, we play the Raiders. And, yeah, and I'll be I mean, there. I expect them to win that. Yeah, especially, I mean, they're having some issues with Josh Jacobs. So, I mean, especially if they lose Josh Jacobs, I think you're going to just see a rebuild year out of the Raiders. So, I mean, we'll yep. see. Yep. And then after the Raiders, we have the Jets. So, <laughs> you know. It's it's gonna it's just such an interesting schedule. A lot that's of, the Black Friday game, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of a lot of good teams, and you know, important spots in the schedule. December looks like uh, Tennessee, New York, Dallas, Baltimore, and Buffalo, and uh, Washington as well. Yeah, yeah, and, and we know how we do in December, so it's not always good. Yeah, well, this is a new year, Mike, so we're not carrying that same energy from last year. This is a new season. So they're up for it, huh? I think so. Chris, you have anything else you'd like to add? No, not really. I mean, I just bought my tickets for the week one game against the Chargers, so I'll be there again. Hopefully this time it's going to be a different result. I mean, it was a beautiful stadium, really cool experience. I mean, they don't have... As many Charger fans as I was expecting, I remember the tailgate. Right. We had a whole side that was just Miami Dolphins tailgate. Like, I couldn't believe it. It was almost like a home game, kind of. Yeah, that's so. a really interesting game to open the season mm-hmm. with. Really Absolutely. interesting. We'll learn a lot real quick. Tua versus Herbert. That's yep. what everybody wants to see. So, hopefully, our guy comes out on top this time. And I think it's going to be a lot different than when we played them last year. If we can move the ball, I agree with you. And then, you know, we go to New England. So, you know. This, yep. this, Isn't that sun, Sunday night football too, right? Yep. So, that's, yeah, first two weeks. They'll have a full crowd and uh, a little bit of excitement, and we'll have to overcome that. Mm-hmm. So, and then we go out to Denver and, uh, you know, the light air and all that, you know, they'll have to fight. But uh, I think that game's actually a home game. Oh, I'm Denver. sorry. Yes, you're right. Yep. And right. then we go to Buffalo the following week. So. so we might have a little bit of a heat advantage that game because it's, oh, it's yeah. September 24th. So hopefully the Broncos melt. And uh, then we go to Buffalo. I didn't even think about that either. We're playing Buffalo week 18. So they're going to have to come down to that heat mm-hmm. in a time where it's going to be, you know, snowing and cold. So that's yep. especially with the way the last year's game went in Miami. We'll see if they're complaining and all i mean well that's that at, was that's at buffalo yeah that was that was such a crock of crap though the way they were talking about the heat and this that and the third and then when we went up there at the end of the season they're pelting our sideline with right. snowballs that was right. that was so that that was ridiculous i'm surprised that they didn't get more penalties because i remember they stopped the game at one point and they said like quit it you know yeah. you guys keep doing that and we're going to give you penalties yeah because literally they were, for they the were, rest they of were the throwing game ice balls not yeah, snowballs. for the rest of the game they were still doing it so it was it was man those those fans out there in buffalo are just something else but yeah you know what can you do right so the, t- the the take i got from this conversation is you're very very optimistic and uh you think Tua's going to do well? You think the offensive line will hold their own? You think the defense is going to be fantastic? Uh, have I got all this right? Yep. I mean, with a more balanced offense, I think Tua's going to be right in the MVP talks again this year, as long as, you know, obviously he stays healthy. So, I mean, and from the looks of it, I mean, he's been taking the steps that he needs to take. I mean, I don't know how much the jiu-jitsu thing is going to help, but hey, you know, whatever, he's been strengthening up the neck area, his legs, so... I mean, he's been doing all the right things that he needs to do, so I don't see why he shouldn't take a huge step forward this year, especially being in that offense for the second year, like I said earlier. I mean, I'm high I'm high on Tua. 
I think the question mark there is McDaniel. Yeah. You know, does he get to a prepared to the point where he can react under pressure? And that's, mm-hmm. that's really what you want to see. Yeah. You want to see him roll out extending plays. You want to see him exactly. uh, knowing when a play is done and yeah. he has to give up on it. You know, those type of things. For sure. So, you know, if he can do that, if he can form into, you know, the next level of quarterback, uh, I do think he can have a good season. It's going to be scary. And yeah. I'll say it, provided he stays healthy. Everybody else says it, and that's the truth. But I'd like to think he's going to stay healthy, and I'd like to think he's going to have a good season, um, especially late down, you know, the November, December, January stretch. That's so important. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, if he can if he can be at the top of his game for those games, then there's no reason we shouldn't have a winning season. Yep. So I'm looking forward to it. I really am. And uh, we'll get our first taste, you know, August 11th against Atlanta. And I guess they're scrimmaging against Atlanta and they're scrimmaging against Houston. And then they play here in Jacksonville. And I'm not going to go to a preseason game, <laughs> but but it is tempting. It really is. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. But I'm looking forward to it. You guys sound like you're looking forward to it. Lou, I know you've got higher expectations of the team this year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just a few guys you know, have to have to step up their game, and I think we're going to be just fine. Yep. I tend to agree. I, like I said, I'm looking forward to it. I wish the season started tomorrow. So <laughs> it doesn't, so we'll have to wait. But uh, with that note, I think we'll close the show. Thanks for joining me, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it was fun. It was very much fun. And uh hope everybody enjoyed listening, and uh, we'll be back next week. All right, Miami. Fins up, everybody. Fins up. Fins up, Dolphins. All right, that's today's show. I just want to remind everyone that the FinFans podcast is proud to be part of the DolphinsTalk.com network. Check out their site. There's all kinds of articles and podcasts which you'll enjoy. Until next time, be well and take care. Podcast Network.